0: Hello, welcome to Home Baking. My name is Kate and I am the host of this podcast, which is all about adventures in baking through ingredients, history and culture. Today, I've got a really special episode for you um, and it should be special because it's a week late. And today I'm going to be talking to you about summer galettes. So we're going to be talking about a really special pastry recipe for a really flaky galette dough. And then we're going to be doing three different things with it. So we're going to be putting um, slow roasted strawberries on it, which have to be tried to be believed. They're so good. We're also going to make a stone fruit and halva galette. I used plums, but you could use a different stone fruit. And also an almond and apricot galette. So um, those are our three sweet galettes. And then we've also got a savoury galette which is using a cheesy pastry so it's a different pastry and it's got it's a tomatoey garlicky cheesy delicious thing um wonderful stuff using slow roasted tomatoes as well as some fresh tomatoes as well just to keep it juicy um so those are our four galettes that we're going to be talking about today and let's get started so i've been really into making galettes obviously as you can see um, and there's a lot of reasons why I like it. So I find that the open top format, it allows moisture to evaporate. So it's easier to get a crispy bottom without blind baking or pre-cooking. I like the crust to filling ratio because they, you can, people do make deep dish galettes, but that's not really what a galette is for. if you ask me, um, And I actually really like having quite a decent amount of crust because I love pastry. Uh, I'm a crust lover. And I love the fact that you don't need special equipment or pie dishes of a certain size. You just need a baking sheet and a rolling pin and a bowl (laughs) in your hands. Um, And I kind of love the rustic lack of uniformity as well. Um, I was kind of scared of making fruit tarts because people panicking about soggy bottoms on bake off. Um they're actually not as hard as I thought they were. But also when something goes wrong, I like to just correct that in the next what bake, or if it takes a few, that's okay as well. Um that's kind of just what learning is, isn't it? It's just you you make some make a mistake, you you work out what the mistake was and then you change it and then you get it right eventually. It's the sort of sort of the scientific process. Um, so these are a few top tips that you, you may or may not have heard before. So you want a cold pastry and a hot oven. Um, so preheat your oven what, like right to temperature and if you need to put your your pastry or even the whole the whole tart in the fridge for a bit then do because that's how you're going to get those lovely layers, the flakiness and you don't want it kind of leaking out of the of the um shell or the base um what I've found as well is that you especially where it's a fruit galette and you've not pre-cooked the fruit I would leave it to cool completely um before cutting it to get so that you don't get a soggy bottom um I think it's I mean it is nice sometimes to serve it warm um, but I do actually really like them at room temperature. Um, now, if you serve it warm, I'm not. nobody's going to judge you. But just be aware that there might be a little bit of um, juice leakage into the bottom. So it might not be quite as crispy. Um, and then another thing I've learned is that fruit often goes really well with herbs. So peaches and plums go really well with fresh thyme. Uh, tomatoes, oh it, well, they're not—they're kind of a fruit, but they're not treated as one. Um, but we're going to talk about my tomato tart. Those that goes really well with thyme or oregano. Um, tomatoes obviously also go well with basil. Um, and berries go really well with fresh mint or basil. So blackberries, strawberries, um, blueberries. Um, I think personally. raspberries I think they person, I think they really go well with mint or basil I think strawberries especially go with mint and basil I think that um, blackberries can also go with thyme actually I think that's really nice pairing Um, I think that raspberries go really well with mint Um, so you don't want very much of it you know you just want it to be like a subtle kind of note Um, but I do think that it goes really well And also black pepper is worth considering along with other spices. Um, It goes really well with strawberries, plums, and peaches. Um, And I think that apricots and figs go really well with honey. So especially slightly lightly, kind of lightly floral honey, they go really, really well with. Um, Apricot also goes really well with lavender, but you have to be very judicious because apricot is quite a delicate flavor already. and Lavender can be quite strong. Um so those are my top top tips and let's get into talking now about the pie dough that's going to be the base for th- the three fruit galettes or the three sweet galettes. So I have been really enjoying and reading um a lot of sweet enough by Alison Roman. There are some recipes in there that I that confuse me. Um, I don't understand sometimes the quantities of fruit um, because I feel like it must surely make the bottom very soggy when it's not pre-cooked. So there's a few that I'm a bit dubious about um, but I think there's also a lot of really good recipes in there. I've made the strawberry uh, old-fashioned old strawberry cake that's really lovely I think it actually goes even better with blueberries though because blueberries are a bit less leaky and it tends to last better um, over a few days whereas strawberries go really mushy Um, like it, so it's better eaten almost like definitely on the day if you make if you make it with strawberries because it it kind of makes the cake soggy over time, and it's not really that good the next day. So I thought it was better with blueberries, but this old-fashioned strawberry cake is a very nice recipe. And this tart dough, it is actually a very good tart dough. Um, By calling it the only pie dough, you kind of expect it to be very good, but it is very good, to be fair. The only thing that I don't understand is the lack of water. So the amount of water she calls for, I actually need twice as much in order to bring it together because you don't want it to be flaking as you're rolling it out like it's that's annoying I get that you don't want it to be too wet either because then you're going to have to add in loads of flour to stop it from sticking um and then it's that's going to get tough but you also and doughy but you also don't want it to not be able to actually cohere as a dough so I just say just add enough just to bring it together basically um and and I think it's better to use range and then go by eye Uh, but yeah other than that I think it's a really good pie dough it it uses some key principles that make it really good that I've seen in other recipes so for example um, it's seasoned well using some salt as well as the unsalted butter and a little bit of sugar which helps caramelize it I think really nicely but just a touch not very much at all And then there's a bit of vinegar in there, just a tiny bit. You can't really taste it that much. It might be, gives it a tiny bit of tang. um, But it sort of makes it extra flaky by preventing gluten formation, basically. And I thought the technique of mixing that with the water was really, really good, a really good idea. Um, So how do you make this pastry? So in a large bowl, you want to mix together your flour, salt and sugar. You want to cut your butter in small cubes and then toss them in the flour. You press the pieces of butter between your thumbs and fingers until you have kind of coinish bits of butter throughout the dough. If some bits are a little bit bigger than others, that's okay. Um, but you don't want really large chunks. You just want, you want smallish chunks of butter. You mix together the vinegar and water and drizzle that over the dough use a dinner knife to stir it into the dough um, and try and then bring it together with your hands. And if you need to add a few more drops of water until it comes together, then do. But you don't want it to be sticky. And then you wrap and refrigerate it for at least an hour. And your ingredients here, so it's a really quite high quantity of butter, which makes it extra delicious. You want 180 grams of plain all-purpose flour, 143 grams of unsalted butter, half a teaspoon of fine salt, a teaspoon of sugar, um, half a tablespoon of vinegar, apple cider or clear rice vinegar as preferred and then between 30 to 60 milliliters of water which is two to four tablespoons and that makes enough for one, um, one crust. Um, yeah so that's it and then with these recipes there's no pre-baking of the crust required so then you're ready to go um, with whichever recipe you want to use so next up we're going to be talking about the each recipe in turn so we'll start with our fruit sweet galettes so we've got slow roasted strawberry we've got stone fruit and halva we've got apricot and almond Let's start off with our um, apricot and almond. You could use another stone fruit here. Absolutely fine. Um, I quite liked the fact that the it's quite a subtle almond flavor. So we're just using like Marcona almonds or equivalent. We're not using bitter almonds or almond extract. So that allows the kind of more subtle floral um, flavor of apricots to kind of sing more. Um, but you could, I think another one that would be really good here is actually like, um, donut peaches or flat peaches. Cause they're quite, they're quite, they're quite subtle in flavor as well. I find, um, but you can use another one. Um, so f- in addition to the, the dough that we talked about, the crust that we talked about, you want your filling ingredients. So you want 450 grams, which is a pound of apricots flat peaches like I said and you want them to be stoned and then halved or quartered depending on size. I definitely quartered mine I think Um, but yeah you want I don't know a couple of inches thickness I suppose for each um, wedge. Uh, You also want 45 grams of sugar, you want 50 50 grams of ground almonds or almond flour and then you want a couple of handfuls of flaked or finely sliced Um, blanched almonds um, to top it with and you want an egg yolk thinned with a little milk water or egg white which is for egg washing and you want the some demerara sugar or another coarse sugar like turbinado for example for sprinkling over the pastry and then I would also serve it with blossom honey there's not loads of sugar as you can you probably have heard just 45 grams and a teaspoon of in the crust so it's really not very sweet. Um so I would definitely serve this with a little bit of honey. Um and you may want to serve it with ice cream it's up to you. Um but I, I kind of think it's perfect as it is um in terms of the the, the sugar quantity um but I yeah I, I think a little bit of extra honey would be good. Um okay so you want to preheat oven to 190c or 375 fahrenheit or 170c fat fan if you have a fan oven um you want to roll out your dough to a kind of 13 or 14 inch circle ish thing which is 33 to 35 um, centimeters um and I roll it out on parchment paper. I find it really, really helps me to then transfer it easily to the baking sheet. Um, obviously you want, you might need to lightly flour your hands, the, the surface, um, the pastry, uh, the rolling pin as you go. But obviously you just want to add a tiny bit, um, just to prevent it sticking. You don't want to add in loads of pastry and um, add in loads of flour rather. And, um, you want to toss your apricots with the sugar, okay, so the apricots that you cut, or the peaches, Um, and then you want to um, top the, what am I talking about, sorry, you put the ground almonds onto the dough round, leaving a border, so that's kind of like your base, is the ground almonds, and then what they do is they will um soak up any kind of excess juices as well as providing a subtle kind of almond flavor um leaving a border then you put your apricots on top of those ground almonds then you fold the border all the way around brush their crust with the egg yolk mixture sprinkle the crust with demerara sugar you can put a bit on the top if you want as well and then bake it for 50 to 55 minutes until the crust is deeply golden brown. Um, Cool that and serve and cool it completely and serve it with the honey if you like and with any other accompaniments if you want. Um, So the other thing you might wanna do is sprinkle over the um, almonds, um, along with the the, the flaked almonds, along with the demerara, sorry, I forgot to say that. Um, So that's the lovely, delicious stone fruit and almond galette, which I would recommend using apricots or flat peaches. But you can use others if you prefer. You could also change up the nuts. So you could use ground pistachios. Um, Yeah, that would be nice. And then maybe some chopped pistachios for the top. That would be good. I wouldn't necessarily, if I was sticking with these fruits, I wouldn't necessarily use a stronger tasting nut like hazelnut. Because I think that it might, it wouldn't be the right balance for the fruit. Um, but, but you know, as usual, that is that is up to you. Um, it's not for me to tell you. You're the baker. So let's talk about the stone fruit halva galette. Now I think for here you want a more robustly flavoured fruit. So I think that plums are kind of the perfect match here. You could though use a kind of strongly flavoured peach. Um, so I'd use a larger kind of peach for this, um, but yeah. So you want the flaky galetto dough that we talked about earlier. Then you want want 450 grams or a pound of plums or peaches, which is about four to six depending on their size. And then you want them stoned and quartered or halved if they're very small. And you want 35 grams of sugar. This is less than Alison Roman specifies in her plum galette recipe because I felt like with the halva it was enough. You want 100 grams of sesame halva, plain or vanilla. Um, and this is obviously the type of halva that you get in Middle Eastern shops. There are lots of sweet things called halva all over the ro- all over the world, including like carrot um halva in India for example but we want the sesame paste type of halva um or it can be like a sliceable crumbly thing that's what mine is you also want one egg yolk thin with a little milk water or egg white for your egg washing you want and once again you want demerara sugar for sprinkling or another coarse sugar and then I would recommend a couple of small sprigs of thyme um with the leaves picked and chopped if they're bigger on the bigger side or you could just pick them if they're very small leaves um so preheat your oven once again it's the same temperature so it's 190c 375 fahrenheit or 170c fan roll out your dough as before then transfer it to a baking sheet toss the plums with the sugar then scatter the halver onto the dough round like, like we did with the with the ground almonds, leaving a border. Top the halver with the plums or the peaches. Fold the border over all the way round. Brush the crust with the egg yolk mixture. Sprinkle it with demerara sugar or the other coarse sugar. And then once again bake it for 50 to 55 minutes until the crust is deeply golden brown. Cool it completely and then serve it with the thyme if you want. You could also serve it with a nice ice cream. Um, That would be delicious with a little bit of extra halva sprinkled on top. That would be very delicious. Um, The choice is yours. And I think cooling it completely avoids the soggy bottom to room temperature. Um, But again, once again, it's up to you. Um, So that's our plum and halva galette um and then finally we've got our slow roasted strawberry galette so we've this is all of these are actually very special but I think this is more of a labor of love um you've got more cooking time going into it as you can imagine and I've never really had strawberries like this before so it is really quite special let's talk about our ingredients so we've got the same flaky galette dough We've then got two and a half pounds of strawberries, just more, just over actually, because it's what, it was 1.2 kilograms, which is two huge punnets. <laughs> and we've got 120 grams of sugar. So you want about a tenth the amount of sugar to the, uh, to the sort of whole fruit weight. You also want the zest of a lemon and then This is for assembling now. So we want, again, we want an egg yolk that's been thinned a little bit with water, milk, or a bit of egg white to loosen it. We want a little bit of demerara sugar or another coarse sugar. And then maybe the finely chopped leaves from a sprig of fresh mint, if you like, or basil, or a sprinkling of uh, black pepper. That would be nice as well. Uh, Freshly ground, just a little little bit of black pepper pepper and then it's this galette is on the drier side because of the amount of moisture that you've drawn out of the strawberries so you do want to serve it with something wet like sweetened whipped cream sweetened sour cream sweetened greek yogurt or greek yogurt plain actually was quite nice it's a little less on the sweet side but that was quite nice um again up to you but you do want I think you do want something with it or maybe some ice cream on top. That would be, that would be phenomenal. Um, So for the recipe, what you want to do is you're going to slow roast your strawberries. So you're going to wash, dry and hull the strawberries, which will weigh about a kilo after hulling. You want to preheat your oven to one, three, five Celsius, which is two, seven, five Fahrenheit. 115c fan my oven is not very accurate um I use an oven thermometer so I knew I knew the temperature was accurate but what I guess what I mean is it doesn't have fine kind of like temperature variations (laughs) so this is basically the lowest my oven could go um so it might be the lowest your oven can go as well but I would recommend using an oven thermometer to check um so you want to toss your whole strawberries in the sugar and lemon zest. Now, you want to cut up those strawberries if they're large. You want them all to be the same size. So really small ones, you could leave whole. Bigger ones, half. Really big ones, you might want a quarter. Um, and then toss those in the sugar and lemon zest. I use a dessert spoon to make sure that's even. Um, but go really gently. You don't want to be smushing them spread that out on a, a very large lined baking tray I have because our ovens in the UK are small I have to use the one that comes with the oven <laughs> um to get it large enough then you want to bake that for about three hours turning the tray around halfway um it has to be this low because if it isn't I tried it higher by the way and it, it made it into a hard caramel it was unusable Um, so it has to be this low you have to use this little sugar as well otherwise again you'll make caramel by accident and it won't be good Um, yeah it's so good Um, and what should happen is the strawberries should hold their shape but they should have released a lot of juice which should have evaporated and then you want to leave them to cool completely before using okay and the slow roasted strawberries I have to reference the fact that This comes from Erin McDowell, Erin Jean McDowell's book, The Book on Pie. Um, So that's where the filling uh, recipe comes from. Um, Okie dokie. So you want, uh, when you're assembling, you're going to preheat your oven to 190C like before or 170C fan, which is 375 Fahrenheit. Then you want to roll out your dough as before um this time you're not going to put anything underneath I did have some ideas of what you could do if you wanted to put a base I feel like sweetened mascarpone might be nice um almonds could also work here um but it doesn't really need anything um so I don't I don't think frangipane could also be nice by the way but I don't think it really needs it so long as you surf it with something like ice cream or cream Um, so, um, it's quite nice to just let those strawberries shine. So put that on your baking tray and then put your strawberries in the middle, fold the border over, brush the brush the edges with the, um, egg wash and then sprinkle it with the sugar. Bake it once again for 50 to 55 minutes until the pastry is golden brown and fully cooked. Then you want to cool it completely, then slice it and serve it with the um, dairy, and if you want some, a bit of mint or black pepper. So that's our strawberry galette. Now, the reason I wanted to include this is because I tried to make a strawberry galette without pre-cooking the strawberries, and I found the flavor very disappointing. They, you Because you can't put too many on because they'll just be too watery um it means that you don't get that many strawberries compared to the amount of crust and even though I'm a crust girl I want to taste those damn strawberries so I've I've heard of slow roasting strawberries and I thought surely there must be a a way and so I found this way via the book on pie so thank you Erin Jean McDowell this was fabulous and i absolutely love this i think it's so worth trying i know that you might not want to put your oven on which is fair enough and there's lots of other recipes that use fresh strawberries that you could you could play around with instead but if it's a cooler day strawberries are in season this is a very low oven temperature as well um then it's well worth that it's well worth it. it they it really you have a really intense strawberry flavor it's really truly lovely Um, So those are our three fruit galettes and they're all absolute stars within uh, each one of them for different reasons. Um, I love the balance of the slightly bitter but also sweet halva with with the sour but sweet plums, fabulous. I love the subtlety and the floral notes of the apricots with the almonds or the flat peaches if you want to go there with the almonds. And I love the intensity and pure strawberry flavour of the slow roasted strawberry galette. Each one of them is kind of a star in its own right. Each one of them would be a fabulous way to end a dinner party. Each one of them is a fabulous thing to take to a picnic. Um, So finally, talking of something that would be fabulous to take to a picnic, let's talk about our cheesy, garlicky tomato galette, which I am so proud of. Um... I can't wait to get started talking about that. This one's going to be a teeny bit more involved because we are making a different crust. And the filling is a little bit more complicated as well, actually. But I promise you it's well worth it. I had this last night for dinner. Um, Always want to do everything at the last minute. I am, unfortunately. And my partner said it was a 10 out of 10. And that's really high praise because I always ask her to be, uh, honest. Um, so the reason why it's so good, it's unbelievably flavorful. It's got a whole meal cheesy pastry, which gives the whole meal gives it nuttiness, keeps it short and crumbly. And then the cheese adds a richness. You've then got cheese on the base, which is mascarpone, um, which is creamy and uh, mild, which then is set against some chili flakes, um, and the richness of the tomatoes. You've got two different treatments of tomato. You've got slow roasted ones that get sweet and rich. And then you've got baby tomatoes that remain juicy because you cook them with, with the pastry. Um, and so they're still juicy and sweet and lovely. And this it's just so good. I'm so proud of it. It's like actually pre- preposterous. Um, so the slow roasted bit, the slow roasted strawberries, that's adapted from a recipe by Rick Martinez. Then the pastry recipe is adapted from a recipe in a good day to bake by Benjamina Ebuehi. And then there's also some of my own finishes and flourishes. So it's sort of, so much of a mashup that it's almost kind of my own thing now honestly this is what i would bake if i was on bake off and there was you had to make a savory tart this is what i would make phenomenal so that would never give you enough time obviously but it's bake off but um so what we want here is a lot of tomatoes okay so for the filling and assembly we want 1.1 kilograms which is two and a half pounds of large vine tomatoes. That was about 12 for me. You want also 200 grams or seven ounces of baby vine tomatoes, which is about nine. By the way, if you can't get hold of vine tomatoes, you can use another type of tomato. It's fine. Uh, I mean, all tomatoes are vine tomatoes, but if you can't get them on the vine, it's just that I find that they have a better flavor. And if you can get them that are more local to you, that's also better. So, mine were actually from the Isle of Wight, which is um, just off the coast of Britain. It's well, it's in the UK, but it's an island, a little island. Um, and we also want a little bit of olive oil. Um, I didn't really measure this, if I'm honest, because I don't think you need to. Um, <laughs> You know, I think you probably know how to roast vegetables. Um, You also want three three flat garlic cloves. It might be four if you use smaller ones, but don't do too much. I think it's not necessary to do more than that. And then you want several sprigs of fresh thyme or a few sprigs of fresh oregano. If you can get hold of fresh oregano, it is the most heavenly thing, but it is quite hard to get hold of it in some places. So I actually just use thyme. Dried oregano is not a substitute for fresh, by the way. I like them both, but they're very different. Um, You also want 30 grams of parmesan or you could use pecorino, something similar. But you want something quite strong because you're not using that much of it. And it's like a sort of seasoning over the top. You also want about a teaspoon of chili flakes. If your chili flakes are mild, you might want to use more. If they're hot, you might want to use less. Well, you might want to mix them with some mild ones such as biber, or turkish um, or aleppo chili flakes you also want about two tablespoons of capers if you like capers you do not have to do this but i love them and you want a decent amount of salt and pepper um, you also want 250 grams of mascarpone you want an egg yolk thinned with a bit of egg white milk or water and then so that's your kind of filling and assembly okay then for our pastry we're making this is a large tart I would say it serves about six people for a main course or it could serve more if it's part of a kind of spread of picnicy dishes so for our pastry um, we want 140 grams which is about one cup of plain or all-purpose flour also 140 grams which is about one cup of wholemeal or whole wheat flour you want 200 grams which is seven ounces of unsalted butter half a teaspoon of salt 100 grams of sharp cheddar or a similar kind of hard cheese that's got a bit of sharpness to it such as comte or or gruyere it's hard to say a french word in, in when you're speaking english gruyere crea <laughs> and then you also want a bit of water just to bind it so 75 to 100 milliliters or grams ish so that would be about um 5 to 8 te- tablespoons i think and then to serve this once you've cooked it you want i think something to lighten it cuz it's quite rich so a i served it with a rocket salad which I dressed with oil and sherry vinegar um but you could yeah as I say it might be part of a spread of dishes if you're doing a bring and share type meal that would be wonderful um but yeah you want a kind of nice light salad with it I think okay so let's start by slow roasting our tomatoes because that takes the most time so you want to preheat your oven to 150c 300 fahrenheit or 130c fan cut your large tomatoes into wedges that are about an inch thick or two centimeters ish so i cut each of my large tomatoes into about six slices then you want to line a sheet pan or a very large baking tray spread them out onto the baking tray with their vines if you've got those and most of the thyme or oregano leaving aside A couple of sprigs one or two sprigs for garnishing then drizzle everything with oil sprinkle salt and pepper over it roast it for about two hours turning halfway through Um, you may want to check it at the 90 minute mark as well to see if they're gonna need the full time and reduce it if you think they don't but you want to bake it until the juices have concentrated the tomatoes are reduced in size and they're dry on the surface. Um, and then you once they're cooked, you discard the herbs sprigs and you leave the tomatoes to cool completely and discard the vines, as, obviously, as well. Now, if you're going to make this tart straight away, they do cool quite quickly because you they're so spread out. It's a large surface area. Um, so if you want to make the tart straight away, then you want to then turn up your oven to 200C, 400 Fahrenheit or 180C fan or you can store your slow roasted tomatoes covered in the fridge for for a couple of days. Okay so we're also going to make the pastry while that's roasting. So whisk your flours and salt together, rub in the butter using your preferred method until it resembles breadcrumbs. So you could use a food processor and just pulse it until it's breadcrumbs, you could rub it in with your hands. That's what I did. Um, You could use uh, a pastry blender. Sometimes I do that. I wanted some bits a bit coarser personally. um, So that's why I did it by hand. But if you've got a few small lumps, it just makes it flakier. So that's why I did it by hand. Then you want to grate in, grate your cheese, stir that in with a dinner knife, add just enough cold water to hold that dough together. So stir it, stir in the minimum amount with the knife, add a bit more, see how it is, stir it again and then just bring that together with your hands, wrap it, then rest it in the fridge for about an hour or you can make it a couple of days ahead but you might want to get it out of the fridge 10-15 minutes or so before rolling if it's gone really really hard. Um. Okay so that's our pastry and our slow roasted tomatoes then we're going to assemble and bake our galette so if you haven't already your oven needs to be at 200 c preheated to 200 c or 400 fahrenheit or 180 c fan um you want to cut your baby tomatoes in half um those are just going to stay juicy like i said at the start So that's where they're raw. You want to roll out your pastry onto a very large piece of parchment paper, flouring, you know, as needed, the rolling pin, your hands, the pastry. Um, You want to roll that into a large circle, or it could be a bit of an oblong, um, not oblong, like a oval, that's what I mean, um, until it's about a quarter of an inch or half a centimeter thickness. That is a little bit thicker than the fruit ones, by the way. But I thought it was really nice because um, there's quite a lot of filling. So I actually quite liked that. And it was cooked all the way through and it was flaky still. So it was it was still good. Don't worry about that. Then spread the mascarpone. You would don't want to include any water from the mascarpone. So if it's a watery one, you want to sort of um, let that strain off a little bit. Spread the mascarpone almost to the edges. And then you want to put your slow roasted tomatoes, you know, in the center, um, right up to the sort of, um, not up to the edges, but like leaving a bit of a border. Um, and then you want to finally slice your garlic cloves. I used a mandolin, um, you could you could just finely slice them by hand but you need to get it really 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 fine <laughs> really fine um careful though if you're using a mandolin cuz it will cut you very easily so um well i've got like a safety thing that i use with it um and then you want to nestle your little um slices of garlic in you don't want them to sit on the top and burn so you want them to put them here then put the baby tomatoes nestle those around the tart evenly skin side down so each you know each slice is going to have a bit of juicy tomato along with those rich slow roasted ones then sprinkle over the chili flakes and the capers then fold over the edges of the pastry and transfer it to a large baking tray using the um, parchment paper to help you brush with the, brush the, the um, edges with the egg yolk mixture and then finally grate the parmesan all over the galette especially paying attention to the edges and then you want to bake it for about an hour turning halfway through and checking it at 45 minutes to see how it's getting on but mine was an hour so I'd say that is that is about correct um, so this has just been the most wonderful rest the most wonderful episode to research I've I've really enjoyed baking all of these things delicious delicious things so all that's really left for me to do is talk about what is coming up next So next on the potty, I'm going to be talking about, um, sorry, laughing at myself, calling it the poddy. So stupid. Um, next on the potty, I'm going to be talking about syrup cakes. So you know that I love Middle Eastern food, you know, I'm obsessed and I've made a few recently that were wonderful and I want to share them with you and I want to talk about them and I want to talk about the history of them a little bit as well. So yeah, next on the potty is syrup cakes. And then maybe we'll do ice cream. We will see. Okay, so um, bear with me and I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Do not forget to subscribe to the newsletter to get everything in your inbox. Homebaking.substack.com. If you haven't already, why not? Come on, (laughs) sort your life out. (laughs) I'm just joking. And if you want to get in touch, it's flour, butter, eggs, sugar at gmail.com. Okay, take care, happy baking, bye. Yes, for today is somebody said to me one of my friends said to me recently like oh cool you've done like 77 episodes of your podcast 78 now like are you gonna run out of things to talk about and I was like no absolutely not like there's always some more there's always more to talk about in baking isn't there there's always more recipes there's always more cuisines to explore as well there's always different types of things to do like um it's it's all sometimes I find it all like honestly a bit overwhelming the amount of choice that we have now the access to all the different recipes that we have through the internet is wonderful but it can also be a bit overwhelming um so yeah no I'm definitely not done there's like so many places that we haven't talked about there's so many his like bits of history that to do with baking that we haven't talked about so yeah I'm definitely not done and I hope that you're not either um (laughs) so um take care and see you soon bye bye